Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. A couple quick announcements. Um, We are lining up uh, guests, guest co-hosts over the next couple weeks. A lot of, uh, I think, I'll call them famous, sure, president of the National Association of Realtors, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Uh, We're working on having Jonathan Smoke back. We have, um, fortunately, we've been able to secure some interviews with some of the top producing agents in the country as well. Frankly, I'm really excited about a couple of these guys because I've been trying to get interviews with them for probably a couple of years. You guys will be blown away about what you're going to hear on our radio show over the next, I'm guessing, probably two to three weeks. So make sure you're tuning in every single day. Now, today's radio show topic is going to raise some eyebrows. Um, And I'm going to tell you guys how I came across this information that I'm going to share with you. Uh, And then we're going to get into the actual points so that you can kind of understand and really put all these kind of reframe what I'm about to share with you in a practical way. Uh, Before I jump in, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. Great to be here. I'm excited about this show. It's going to be very interesting. So, guys, um, long story short, it was probably about mm, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I had the opportunity to speak with a guy named Jim Klimbiel. So Jim Klimbiel was um, and is, I'm sure, a billionaire, and he was uh, one of the guys that started one of the first REITs, real estate investment trusts, uh, in the country. So I won't tell you how our paths crossed. It doesn't really matter. So I, I had his counsel for a brief period of time, and during that time, um, he told me something that I, at the time, didn't understand. And, and by at the time, I mean when he told it to me, and for like the next five or six years, I still didn't understand but I always tried to I, – I, I was always thinking about it. And then, and then I started putting the pieces together, and then I really did understand what he was trying to tell me. So I'm going to share with you guys what he said, and then I'm going to share with you um, my journey to understand the meaning of what he said so you guys can uh, not have to go through the angst that I did to try to figure it out. So here it was. There are one of the oldest founding principles of the country, and I think this actually it comes even from England, is the saying that when the going gets tough – uh, the tough get going. You guys have all heard that. Everyone's heard that. It's on motivational posters. It uh, was shot at you uh, at your, by your gym teacher when you're in elementary school. You know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, so what Mr. Klimbiel had said to me was the exact opposite, and that's really what had me at odds with his suggestion. So he goes and he starts telling me about how he is in this YPO, Young Presidents Organization, uh, mastermind, and if you guys don't know what YPO is, it's a really exclusive group. And you know, Julie and I were the founding members of a, a sister organization in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but it uh, doesn't matter; it's called YEO. But that's a different conversation. So anyway, we go and we're—he's telling me about this mastermind he was involved in, and how his really good friend <laughs> Charlie Schwab, as in Charles Schwab, a name I'm sure all of you have heard of, had told him this. It's not when it's not when the going gets tough, the tough get going. It's and here it is, when the going gets tough, the smart leave. So that advice was given to Jim Clendiel from Charlie Schwab, and then 
Clindia was sharing it with me. So like I said, when I first heard it, I didn't understand it because it was so counter to everything that I was raised to believe. It was so counter toward, uh, even towards things that are cultural. Uh, the founding of our country, you know, was based on the premise that, you know, we're going to do it no matter what. So when the going gets tough and the smart leave, I was in massive conflict with for a long time and still, until I started to figure out really what he meant. So today's radio show is going to be sharing this concept with all of you and hoping that you can embrace it and really start thinking about some of the things that you're doing in your life, in your business, um, and maybe you need to reframe that. Maybe you need to stop doing what you're doing. Maybe you need to completely and totally, literally take a different direction with your life and with your uh, business decisions. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Before we do, Julie, I know you have some uh, – coaching clients that you'd like to acknowledge. We're going to start doing that on every radio yes. show. We started I got this two. week. And I, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So go right ahead. Okay, perfect. This comes from Coach Bill Bird, and we're talking about a great coaching client by the name of John Ruckman, who lives in the greater Baltimore area. John has already completed over 2,000 BPOs to his name, but while he's been earning money that way, he has learned to prospect, dare I say it, FISBOs and expireds, and already has nine listings from that. He has homework of getting them sold now, and the goal is he's getting this going, kind of breaking away from the BPOs and getting things uh, listed. FISBOs and expireds are his main sources. His goal is 20 listings and five escrows at all times, and he is well on his way. So kudos to John Ruckman for taking action, being coachable, doing what your coach asks you to do, and making money as a result. The second story comes from Coach Robert Earle, and the client is Danny Cedillo, who had 11 closings last month, one of her best months ever, and she took her first week-long vacation in over a year during when most of those closings were happening. How did she do it? She focused on what was important, reviewed every deal before leaving town, and got home rested and refreshed. So kudos to you, Danny, for a killer closing month and keeping your head screwed on straight during the process. Back to you, Tim. Yeah, it's fantastic. So again, guys, when the going gets tough, the smart leave. What does that really mean? So I'm going to paint a picture for you, and then Julie and I have written down several points things that you can use to drill down again and kind of run everything through individual filters. So um, what I eventually began to realize is what his advice really meant wasn't that you become a quitter, okay? That's how I originally interpreted what he was saying. I realized what he was really saying is that you oftentimes, to be successful in life, have to do things that are counterintuitive and almost always have to do things that are the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So, for example, if you find yourself in a situation where, frankly, what you were doing, and again, we're going to get some some real practical points, what you were doing for years, uh, you know, worked great before, isn't working now. What most agents will do is they'll just, you know, what I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to spend more money at trying to make this work. I'm going to, I'm going to dig my feet in even, you know, more into the sand until I get make this thing work. It worked in the past. It can work again. Or sometimes we'll basically, you know, we'll form these new ideas and, you know, maybe it's a website or maybe it's some lead generation thing. Maybe it's some, you know, other little scheme that you've created that on the surface looked great and you're not going to give up on that until it works. Maybe it's where you live. Maybe it's relationships you have. Maybe it's, you know, professional relationships you have. Maybe it's all kinds of different aspects of your life where you realize or should realize at this point that when the going gets tough, the smart leaves. I'll give you – so here's a personal example. Um, it was back in uh, 
you know, I'll give you two personal examples. Julie and I, as a lot of you know, sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio. We did it for almost 10 years, 100 to 200 houses a year, well documented. So here's the thing. Columbus, Ohio, the real estate market there, now fortunately it's doing fantastic, now it is. But when Julie and I were um, looking at our options, we, Columbus in itself was not a great market. There was not a lot of appreciation. Things were starting to slow down. The market itself was not really creating an environment that Julie and I could, uh, could accomplish our goals. We were selling more houses. We were uh, earning more money. But we still weren't moving the ball down the field towards our personal financial goals, which was the accumulation of uh, wealth to the point where the assets or the wealth was able to create passive income enough for us that basically we didn't have to work anymore. You know, Remember, guys, the definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So we are in this situation where we realize that in order for us to accomplish our personal financial goals we set out for ourselves, it was going to take a lot longer than we originally thought. Now, all the while, our coaching business was starting to – this was back in the late 90s. Our coaching business was really starting to take off. And so we realized by getting to know a lot of agents around the country that in different parts of the country, you know what? It was so – the market was so different. Things were appreciating. Things were selling quick. The opportunity was just better in different parts of the country. Now, what most agents would have done is they would have said, you know what? I'm staying put. I'm going to drill down. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to list more. I'm going to whatever, whatever. Versus what Julie and I did is we realized that when the going gets tough, the smart leave, we started looking for different places that we could relocate around the country because we knew we could take our same skill set and apply it anywhere, and that's what we eventually did. We eventually moved. Now, why? Again, because in order for us to accomplish the goals we'd set for ourselves, uh, we could have done it where we were, but it would have taken years, decades longer based on the opportunities that we had. So opposed to beating our heads against the wall, we just decided to pick up and move. And it worked. It worked incredibly well, and I'm glad we did. And there's other examples I can, I'll maybe sprinkle through today's radio show to let you guys know that we live what we say. So without any further delay, Julie, let's just jump right in and talk about some of these more practical points so these guys can start applying this information to their own business and personal lives. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is you're always hearing from your trainers, your coaches, your office managers, and your own self – I got to do more, I got to do better, I've got to tweak this, I got to fix that. Well, on this call we're giving you permission to sometimes say enough's enough when the going gets tough, the smart leave and I want to be smart. So, let's look at different aspects that you might apply this to. Number 1, lead generation, the most important thing you do in all of real estate because nothing else matters if you don't have leads. Well, when what you're doing for lead generation isn't working, stop doing it. Now, this means that you have given it all you've got and you just aren't feeling the love. This does not mean I tried calling a FISBO and it didn't work, so that doesn't work. We're talking about you keep banging your head into the wall. You know the definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting some different result. So this does assume that you've made some level of effort, research, and you know, that you've been working it at a really good, intelligent way. So now it could just be the wrong spoke. It might be the wrong market. It might be the wrong marketing. Okay, So lead generation in itself, you've got to look at all of those different aspects and say, you know what, maybe you had a postcard and it used to just make the phone ring off the hook and you keep on sending it because it worked. But you know, it's been three times and you haven't gotten a single call. Why would you keep spending money on that? It stopped working. So when you, what you're doing isn't working, stop doing it under the lead generation category. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. Well, scale that, right? How many of you guys are still buying impressions or buying buyers off of websites, 
off the big portals. How many of you are still doing that? And, and here's the fact, and you guys know it's true. It's well documented. You're having to spend uh, more money for fewer leads, and you're also discovering quickly that the leads that you're buying are, for the most part, not as effective as they used to be. That is 100% true for probably almost the entire country. So you guys who are still buying these leads, now there are certain parts of the country where there's not uh, essentially where those types of schemes do still work at a relatively high level. But for the most part, a lot of you guys are stuck in this paradigm where you're still buying buyer leads, let's call it what it is, you're buying them from the big portals and you're having to spend more money and you're getting less return on it. You're looking at your results and you're saying, okay, you know, I have spent, you know, say five years ago, I spent, you know, $3,000 and I can say for sure I had five closings from it. In my marketplace, that means I made a great profit. Wonderful. But now to get the same result, you're having to spend, you know, thirteen, fourteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 to get the same result. But you are still in your head. You haven't realized that or accepted that what you were doing before for lead generation does not work like it did. And so now maybe you need to make a break and go in a completely different direction. So I know from talking with a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys really do read Inman Select every single day. If you're not yet an Inman Select subscriber, you will frankly are missing some of the best real estate information as far as news that's out there. You definitely want to be tuning into that. If you want to know where I frankly get a lot of uh, my insight as far as what the next turn in the road is going to be for real estate, it's definitely Inman Select. And Inman Select is super inexpensive to be a member of. So do yourself a favor. Uh, get your information that's going to have a direct effect on your ability to serve others and make money from Inman Select. So whatever you do, definitely have that at the top of your list. So the next one, Julie, we wrote down, and this one I think is really interesting. Point number two, social media. Um, how many of you five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago even, were believing that social media was going to be uh, a long-term play for you to do lead generation? And you know what? It was compelling. It was. You know, all this new ways of communicating was exciting. All the, you know, the tweeting and the Facebooking and all that. And, and a lot of us, us included, we still are actively involved in the social networking. It is great for keeping in contact with people. But as far as keeping, uh, generating business, generating leads, there are occasionally gimmicks that will happen. Like on Facebook, there was the gimmick that was running for a while offering home values. In some markets, that still works. But for the, mar for the most part, that horse has left the stable a long time ago. And if you're still trying to get that idea to work or any of these online ideas to work, and they don't, and you keep on throwing money at them, expecting the result to be different, you need to adopt the mantra, when the going gets tough, the smart leave. The problem with all the social networking stuff, guys, is for the most part, it was a fad. Fads are short-term, trends are long-term. So the fad of social networking, as far as basically being the sharp end of your stick in terms of lead generation, no longer works. Um, and the reason it no longer works isn't because it was a bad idea to begin with, because it wasn't. It was a good idea to begin with. It was because too many people are doing it. And that's the bottom line. The you know, your people that are in your Facebook friends list are also in 100 other agents' Facebook friends lists. And if you guys are all doing similar things to try to uh, get folks to respond to your offers to help them with real estate transactions, what's going to result is basically they're going to get annoyed. They're going to defriend you. That idea is going to go uh, the way of the 8-track player. So conceptually, guys, Social networking is what it is. Um, I think a lot of folks hoped that it was going to be the new big thing, but the reality of it was and is that at the end of the day, it was a fad. 
Now you have to be drilling down on the fact with that a lot of those things don't work like they did. If they ever worked in the first place for you, they're not working now. Don't be frustrated. Don't be mad. Don't put yourself psychologically in a position where you're believing that the failure of these ideas is you. It's not you. It's the idea. It just doesn't work anymore. Get it? That ultimately is the problem with believing that when the going gets tough, the smart uh, get going. The problem with that is you spend too much time uh, trying to make something work that really probably will never work again. If your goal, and this is really the whole essence of this point, if your goal is to make money for you and your family by helping folks, okay, you have to be looking for the paths of least resistance to accomplish that goal. You have to be accepting the fact that what worked today probably won't work till, uh, tomorrow. That's the nature of everything. Everything's happening much faster than it did even five years ago. So open your mind to the fact that if you're relying on social media as a way to generate leads and you're finding that it doesn't work, if it ever worked for you, it's not working like it used to, let it go, move on. Point number three, Julie, uh, and we've talked about this a couple times so we can kind of blaze through this point. Point number three. Point number three, again, is buying leads. If it used to work but it isn't working anymore, it's time to stop wasting your money. So, again, fewer leads, poorer quality, at a higher contract price many times. That's not what you signed up for. So stop doing it. We talked about that. So let's go to point number four, Tim, which is you might be farming the wrong market. So let's say you're farming. Well, have you done your research? What's the average days on the market where you're going after? What's the absorption rate? up and coming or over and done with? And we'll use an example, Tim. I'll turn it over to you in a second about uh, the parishes, what happened to them. Uh, is there new construction nearby kicking the butt of the neighborhood that you're trying to prospect in? Know the facts before you start praying to the real estate gods for your postcards to work, for your door knocking, your door hangers, everything you're doing to work. Maybe it's not you, it's the neighborhood. What do we mean by that, Tim? Well, without using agent names, Julie. <laughs> so we, Julie and I <laughs> had know. friends, and yeah, Julie and I had friends in um, Columbus when we sold real estate. You guys have all heard of the um, area called uh, Muirfield, right? So these two were dominated Muirfield. They sold the snot out of it. Great, great agents, classy folks, had their skill set together, had their systems organized. We're some of the top producers, not just in our market, uh, overall market, but also probably the country. So here's what happened. On the other end of town, there was this other area that was starting to get developed called New Albany, New Albany Country Club. Now, New Albany Country Club, when it came about, was the thing in Columbus, Ohio. Everybody was talking about it. It was where all the, like, we, you know, Ohio State is nearby, so there was a lot of retired you know, uh, professional sports people, they were moving out there. You know, and there the were golf a lot course of, and the it, club it, and all well, that stuff. Yeah. But all those communal thing, community things aside, it was a place that pretty much had become the place to live uh, for the upper middle class types, okay? So that's really what happened. So what was it was doing, it was sucking the life out of Muirfield. So people in Muirfield were moving up to New Albany. Neighborhoods, guys, I don't know if you've considered this, but they're trendy. You know, you have, you, those of you selling cities, you'll know that certain buildings are trendy. Well, guess what? Whole communities are trendy, too. So what will happen is a new community will pop up. The old homes will have the old housing designs. They'll have the old kitchen countertops. So, you know, the houses will be going through their maintenance cycles of furnaces and windows and the rest of it. All the while, there's this, you know, nice, shiny uh, city on a hill that's happening in a different part of the city, a different part of your market. People will migrate from the old, and they'll gravitate towards the new. Now, what agents do, and you've seen this in your own marketplace, you might be doing this yourself. 
you might be caught in the area that was, hoping that someday it will be again. So you're going to waste decades of your life keeping your flag planted in this community that nobody really gives much of a hoot about anymore, where the days in the market's measured in months, if not years, where the uh, property values are falling, not increasing, where you know, you're essentially beating your head against the wall. Go back to what we talked about. If your goal is to make money by helping other people, if your goal is to build wealth for you and your family, you know, obviously by helping other people, you have to put yourself in a position where the likelihood of you being successful at said stated goals increases. So when the going gets tough, the smart leave. If you find yourself farming or even living in an area where you're hoping to sell real estate, but that area in particular is on the decline, use what Julie said. Go to the MLS. Look at the stats. Look at the days in the market. Look at the absorption. Look at actually what's happening. And be honest, it's so hard to say, you know what, this isn't going to work for me anymore. I've got to move. This isn't going to work for me to help me accomplish my goals. This isn't going to work There's for me. There's a reason why in the country the most successful listing agents specifically have gotten really good at prospecting is because it is hard and they know there's less competition because most other agents will give up. And so if you want to learn how to make money, I'll give you the easiest way to do it. Number one, you definitely want to get our scripts. You definitely want to get our objection handlers. They're totally written for this economy, this market. They're not just some overused scripts from the 70s. So there's that. Number two, and this is without a doubt what I would be doing for every one of you, I would get mojocells.com. So Mojo Sells, even before they were a sponsor of the show, we always suggest that you guys use them because why? It is a done-for-you, in-the-box, complete lead generation business system. It's probably one of the coolest things out there for agents who are actually serious about building their business. It's an auto-dialer, but they also can sell you lists of expireds. They can sell you lists of for sale by owners. And all you have to do is sit in front of your computer, hit one button, and then all of a sudden, guess what happens? It starts dialing for you. Okay, So you guys got to be really clear that if you're serious about building your business and you're serious about making a lot of money, sooner or later, I promise you, you're going to have to learn to master these skills because all the other stuff that's easy, the problem with it is it becomes oversaturated in like 90 days. So all these little passive things, they do work. I'm not saying that they don't, but they work for a very short period of time. Whereas learning the skills necessary and using an incredible tool like Mojo Sells makes it so that you will make money consistently every single day. And you treat mentally and emotionally, you'll start seeing the other things that you do that are passive things as the icing, right? You'll see those as the frosting. But the real uh, benefit, the real work, the real money, the real success comes from actually learning how to master these types of skills. So definitely want to look into our friends at MojoCells.com. So the next point, point number five, is uh, Julie and I, when we were writing this yesterday for you guys, our minds went right to the same point. Every single day, we, you know, we come across agents that are hoping and praying that there's another great recession that somehow causes the housing markets to crash again so they can um, become – REO agents again. You guys who are waiting around for the markets to crash, you're going to probably lose 10 of the best years, if not more, in our entire careers to help others and make money selling real estate. Right now, we are at what we believe to be, I would say maybe 30% through with what's going to be remembered forever as one of the best real estate markets. Um, and you know, it could end in the 2020s, 
Um, but based on the size of the uh, Generation Y and the fact that they're entering the family formation stages and the fact that they're going to be entering or starting to buy houses, uh, and Jonathan Smoke, the, our friend from the National Association of Realtors, is going to be talking about this next time we have on the radio show. The fact is, is that the number of buyers entering the market and the number of baby boomers downsizing, is going to, that is going to create more sales velocity across the country than we've ever experienced before. So you are in the right place at the right time, but if your focus is hoping that the market comes, crashes, and you're you know, finally able to start doing REOs and short sales again, and you know what? You're going you're gonna to lose. You just are. You guys, I know it's not... Um, true for every market. There's still plenty of markets that are going through a recovery. Parts of Florida, you know, parts of, you know, certainly New Jersey, there's still lots of opportunity and distress. But for the most part, if you are finding yourself still hoping and praying that your one spoke, your one, you know, the one thing that worked for you will start working again. And in this case, you know, we're talking about distressed real estate. You are going to lose. You're going to miss out on opportunity. Uh, Julie, thoughts on that? <laughs> Well, yeah, I lovingly call these guys because we, we always get new students that are in this category, and you know, kudos to them for signing up for coaching because they need it. I lovingly call them our recovering REO addicts or recovering short sale addicts. And, and you know what? Good for you for learning how to do that and monetizing that and making your way through the recession. But a lot of these, these types of students, they will search online for like hours trying to find the one article to help them believe that there's going to be a flood of REOs in their market. Meanwhile, their REO inventory has dwindled down to practically nothing. Maybe they've got some in the pipeline, but it certainly isn't what it used to be. So typically those agents will call in a panic because they have a, quote, real or normal listing appointment that they haven't gone on in years. So it's easier to try and believe that what they've gotten good at, and again, good job for getting good at that, but it doesn't matter if the market's not willing to give it to you. Now, there are some pockets where it's still pretty good, but if you start to see it dwindling, you know, if it was a stock and you saw it plummeting, you would not wait and wait and wait until it was worth nothing to get out, would you? So some of you guys do that to your real estate practice. Not always REO and short sale, but in this case, that's what we're seeing. Some of you guys spending too long praying to the real estate gods that will come back. So polish your skills and then when the market does change, you'll still be ready to pounce. That's okay. So again, today's call, we're giving you permission to maybe stop pursuing things that are just not working for you. And on that point, point to, yeah, go ahead. Well, and, well, guys, please remember that if we see any reason to believe, anywhere even on the distant horizon, if Julie and I see any reason to believe that you guys should be pivoting to start focusing on a different aspect of real estate, like we did Back in 07, when we told you guys to focus on short sales, those of you who are listening got in on that market early. Then we said, hey, guess what? Let's focus on short sales and REOs. A lot of you rode that. That was a great train to be on for, what, three or four years. A lot of you were able to make millions and millions of dollars in personal income. Now you have to be pivoting again, or you should have already, being honest with you, uh, and taking advantage of the market that we've been uh, explaining to you on this radio show for the past couple of years. The bottom line, guys, is you have to be accepting the fact that when the going gets tough, the smart leave. Now, the next point, uh, and this is a great point, Julie. Next point is maybe you're using outdated, ineffective scripts. If what you're saying isn't working, update and change your strategy. Maybe it's not what you're pursuing, but how you're going about pursuing it. We see this anywhere from where it starts with lead follow-up to some of you guys are, have gotten better at actually setting up appointments and they were going to list with you until you showed up, 
right? And you went through winging your listing appointment. So maybe it's not what you're doing to generate the business. It's how you're speaking with your prospects that's driving them away. So if you're not taking at least three out of four listings and turning them into yours, if not four out of four, which is what we believe in, something's wrong with your scripts, and you really need to look at that. If you keep trying to close using the same line and it's just not working, you never hear a yes, well, guess what? It's not them. It's you. You need to update and get rid of, dump your ineffective scripts. And I'll tell you, you know, we update our scripts all the time as the market changes and things are different. Uh, we teach a variety of scripts for different personality styles. You can't just rely on one thing you learned 10 years ago. If you're not feeling the love, it's telling you something. You need to update and get with the program with better, more effective scripts. And Tim, this is something I kind of get a little hyper about because it frustrates me. I feel sad for agents that keep on I banging do. their heads into the wall. You know? And I they think really, it's them. I, they think that they're screwing up, but it's, it's the script. Or lack well, of. I mean, you, you just said it, and that's from I was thinking about that too. There's a lot of, you know, we have, what, hundreds of thousands of folks that are going to listen to this radio show, number one real estate radio show out there, and I know a good um, number of them are feeling less confident because they're saying what they said before, but it's not working at the same level. So subconsciously, Julie, and you know this from being a great mm -hmm. coach, is they're starting to actually believe that it's them. They're actually right. starting to feel defeated. Guys, it's not you. Well, it is you now that you know what we're saying to you is true. And if you choose not to do anything with this information, well, guess what? It is on you. But if you're saying the same thing, saying it the same way, saying it the same way to the same people, you know, you guys get the point? If you're not personally evolving your scripts and your techniques and you're finding that the wind is no longer at your back, that you feel like essentially every day is harder and harder to get folks to want to commit to you, you have to accept the fact that when the going gets tough, the smart leave. In this case, you need to leave those old scripts. You need to leave those old techniques. You need to forget about that crappy listing presentation that maybe worked in 1990, right? You need to let that stuff go and open your mind and be excited about the fact that there are new ways, new exciting ways to actually take full advantage of this marketplace, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Guys, listen, anytime we can ever do anything to help you, request a free coaching call, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, your homework from today's radio show is going to go through all the things that you're doing in your business, and I want you to be honest with yourself, um, especially stuff you're spending money on, right? And that includes coaching, okay? I'm not, we're certainly not immune to this. If you find that you are, uh, frankly, not getting the results that you were or that you expected from buying leads from that website or even having this direct mail campaign or doing this gimmick or that gimmick, if you're finding that the results change, which means you're going to have to be able to track, which means you're going to have to be objective, which means you cannot defend something just because it worked in the past. And I'll tell you the classic mistakes, direct mail. You guys that do direct mail, you will – uh, go to war <laughs> to continue doing direct mail, it, it, almost like it's a religion for you. Direct mail, you have been led to believe that if you do it long enough, all of a sudden the clouds part and you basically are given the keys to the kingdom. It doesn't work like that. Your direct mail piece might not work. Your market that you're mailing to might not work. You maybe need to do some more homework on the particular uh, demographics and sociographics of the people you're mailing to. Go back and listen to our previous points. Don't allow these things to tear you down. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. Pivot. 
Be willing to take chances. Be willing to say, you know what, it was great before, or maybe it worked in another market, but it doesn't work now. And it's now my prerogative as a business owner to take advantage of the fact that this is a fantastic market, and it is my job to do something about it. So like a lot of you, our business is growing quickly. I mean, matter of fact, since the beginning of the year, we have added between coaches and salespeople over 50 people. And one of the constant challenges we have is, like you, communication. So how do we all keep in contact with each other? We have actually upgraded our entire systems to VTech phones. Now, I personally was very fearful of getting into the whole, you know, figuring out what phone system to use. And I was very tempted to even do what a lot of you are probably doing, just say, well, the heck with it, I'm just going to go with the cell phone and use that for everything. But unfortunately, cell phones have a lot of limited use. The dropped calls, the receptions, the audio quality, all that good stuff. That's the reason that we are looking for a really great solution, and we went with VTech phones. And now the wonderful thing about VTech phones, and I'm going to give you guys some more specific, specific information about that now, is that they're just so easy to use. They're just plug and play. You don't need an IT guy. You don't need to call out you know, your phone guy. It's simple. It's an elegant solution that all of you need to seriously consider, whether just you and an assistant, or it's you and your in your team, or frankly, the VTech four line small business phone system might even be perfect if you are working out of your house and use it as your home phone. VTech's new four line small business phone system is the perfect solution for small business owners that need to install a phone system that has the qualities and features that they have previously only been available for companies with bigger budgets. The new system is the most affordable and easy to install four line system on the market. The four line small business phone system components include the main console and the optional of expandable cordless desk sets, cordless accessory handsets, cordless headsets, and speaker phones, allowing the system to grow alongside a business up to 10 extensions. The VTech four-line small business phone system components are available in stores and online at Office Depot, Office Max, and Staples, as well as online at vtechphones.com. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.